The Terps get manhandled at home. You are Locked On Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, video content creator for 247 Sports and InsideMarylandSports.com and host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for making us part of your The Terps get manhandled by Penn State at home in the shell, 51-16. to Just as we thought we might not get any worse this season, just as we thought maybe we faced our lowest point of the whole entire season with the two straight losses to Northwestern and Illinois, thinking maybe we had hit rock bottom and the only place we could go was up, but no, we found a drill, and we hit rock bottom, and we found a way to drill ourselves even farther down. The Maryland Terrapins just get absolutely crushed by Penn State. Penn State had the better game plan. They had the better players. They were a more talented team, better coach team, more physical team, and we straight up just couldn't compete with what Penn State had. It was kind of close to start the game, but not really. It was never really out of doubt for Penn State. It never really felt like we had a chance to really ever win that game or really ever make that game close. Maybe when it was 14-7, you could say it was kind of close, but still at that point in the game, with how well Talia was playing, whenever your quarterback is about 100% throwing the ball and has almost 200 yards and it's not even halftime yet and you're down, you're probably not going to win that game. That's straight up what it means. You're probably not going to win that game. And Talia, he played a great game. He did some really good things against that Penn State football team, but we missed opportunities from the start of the game when we missed the fourth and one to start the game. Those guys in the running back room couldn't get anything going, couldn't get a push, couldn't get a yard. Antoine Littleton, a big part of that was on the offensive line, just terrible missed opportunities to start the game. We couldn't pick up fourth and ones, couldn't pick up third and ones, despite Talia starting the game dealing, like I said, having a completion percentage of like 17 straight throws for a while and and making a lot of plays to the Terps wide receivers. It literally didn't matter. We only could come away with 15 points in total in the game, even with the game that Talia played for the first half. We still couldn't score. It didn't matter. It was a terrible day from our defense. Gave up multiple big plays in the past game to Penn State. And Drew Aller had himself a day, went 25 of 35 for four touchdowns and My biggest scare coming into the game was that Maryland wasn't going to be able to stop the Penn State run game. And that kid, Allen, looked like a really solid player, which we kind of already knew he's a really good player, but he looked like maybe one of the best running backs in the country against this Maryland team when he rushed 14 carries for 91 yards. It seemed like every single time they ran it, even if we loaded the box, which I said before on the 
um, podcast on Friday, I said Maryland should um, load the box up, bring in Bo Braid, bring in Dante Trader at times to stop the run. And the Terps did that a lot of the times. If you saw in the beginning of the game, Bo Braid was in the box. They were running a lot of single high. Didn't really matter. Allen, who sometimes gets overshadowed by um, Singleton, who's a really good player himself, they might have the best running back deal in all of the country, not just the Big Ten. And maybe Michigan has something to say about that. But those two backs played real, um, especially Allen played really well. We actually did a good job of neutralizing Singleton, but overall we couldn't stop Allen in the run game. And also Drew Aller had a big game in the run game with he almost had 40 yards. He had 39 to be exact. So I came into the game saying we couldn't let Penn State run the ball on us if we wanted to have a chance to win. They ran the ball pretty easily against us. Like I said, every single time it seemed like he got the ball, it was like, at least four carries. Like it was an efficient carry for Al- Allen and even Singleton at times, even though Singleton didn't have the best game at all. But every single time Allen got the ball, it seems like it's at least four carries, at least five or four yards, at least five yards, at least six yards. It seems so easy for him to get yardage. And they always seem to have third and manageables when they ever got the third down. Not as many third and longs as the Terps had overall. So a horrible day for the Maryland defense, I would say. Just giving up big plays to Lambert Smith. Their number one wide receiver had a big day with 95 yards against us. And we knew coming in that he was their main receiving threat. And we didn't really think that their other wide receivers were playing very good. But their two tight ends absolutely killed us. And Warren and Johnson, they each had a touchdown. A really good game from those two guys. Those two tight ends are really talented players. But the Terps defense couldn't really stop the run. When Drew Aller stepped back to pass, we couldn't stop the pass. And that's what I said before. I was like, I want to believe that our defense can play well against this Penn State offense because I look at it and I'm like, Penn State's offense hasn't been anything crazy this year. It's nothing special this year. I know they have a really good offensive line. I know they have a really talented quarterback. I know they have two really good tight ends and really good backs. But they haven't played cohesive as a unit a lot of the year. So I came in thinking maybe the Maryland defense could do something. But I also thought, I saw this last week against a Northwestern team, that right now if you check the Northwestern game, I'm pretty sure the time I'm recording this, they have zero points at halftime in their game. And we couldn't stop Northwestern's offense. So I said, I made the prediction that Penn State's offense was probably going to get going against us. And that's exactly what they did in Drew Aller. And we couldn't stop those two tight ends, like I said, or Lambert Smith. And then also Cephas, a guy that hasn't had his best year, a guy that was expected to take a bigger receiver role, had two touchdowns against us. So they got big plays in the passing game and could run the ball. We're not beating Penn State if they can do both of those things against us. We had to take something away. I know we're not perfect, but we had to either at least limit the run, neutralize it, or take away the passing game somewhat and not allow a bunch of big plays. But Maryland couldn't really do either. Drew Aller picked that Maryland defense apart overall, and they had over 400 total yards, which is not a place you want to be at all for the Maryland defense. So a tough day, pretty bad day for the Maryland defense overall. But I honestly, I can't say I expected more. I mean, I'm disappointed, but a lot of people want me to say like, 
that I expect the Terps to play a lot better and I expect us to at least compete in this game. And I don't know why on earth the line was only, I think the line got all the way down to seven points. It was like seven and a half on FanDuel before the game, I think. Um, on Friday when I checked it, it was at eight. But I think it got all the way down to like seven and a half. And I was like, geez, that's a low line for this Maryland versus Penn State team. I like Penn State to cover, and I'm a Maryland fan as much as you are, and I want them to win. But we speak the truth on here. I can't say I'm necessarily surprised. And I'm disappointed with how Maryland came out and how the coaching and how the how well we played and how our coaching was overall. But if you look at Penn State's roster and team, you can't really get to a position and say that Penn State doesn't have the more talented group. If we look at quarterback and maybe receiver, those are the only two that you can maybe say Maryland has an advantage in. And even those, it's like, I don't know, man. Because if you look at quarterback, yes, Talia has a more proven career and has done some really good things. But Drew Aller has a higher ceiling than Talia. Drew Aller has a chance to be a top pick in the NFL draft. He has a chance to be a first-round pick. He has all those type of talents in terms of big arm and large size. And then you look at everywhere else, you're like running back. They probably have the advantage offensive line. They for sure have the advantage. We'll talk about that in a second. If you look at on their defense, pretty much every position group, they have the advantage. So for me to come on here and be like, I'm like, I expected the Terps to somehow find a way to make it closer win the game. It's hard for me to say that when I know Penn state is out town. So it's pretty much everywhere. I'm not saying this Maryland team isn't good, but it's not what we thought we were. So overall, it's just hard for me to really dig into them when I know Penn State is just the better, farther along team. I mean, I know it's disappointing, but this Maryland team has lost four straight now. It was three straight. Now it's four straight. We got carried away when we started the year 5-0 and and we beat a Michigan State team that's in the dumps and we beat an Indiana team that's pretty terrible. We got carried away. That's kind of how I see it. And I look at this Maryland team and say, there's some really good players here or there, but it hasn't come together and there's a lot of weaknesses. And then let's get to the offense. Zotero, it wasn't a good day for the offense. It's pretty terrible. I'm not going to say terrible day for the offense because I do think certain players played well at times, but the offensive line maybe had the worst game I've seen an offensive line play. Like, not just Maryland football, just like overall offensive lines. And you, you and me both, who's ever watching this, we have seen some bad offensive lines. If you watched a lot of football, you know you have seen a lot of bad offensive line play. It is really hard to get really talented offensive linemen. And I said before the year, that's what separates us from the Michigans and the Penn States and the Ohio States. It's offensive and defensive line. Sure, they might have a few guys here and a few guys there that are going to be first-round picks at receiver or on – at the linebacker position, but in the skill positions in the running back room and those type of guys, I think we can kind of compete with those teams. But in terms of offensive and defensive line, we're not close to what Penn State has. Our offensive line got manhandled against this Penn State defensive line. With stunts and the different pressures they brought, their defensive coordinator, Diaz, Manny Diaz, who used to be the head coach at um, Miami before – um, getting dismissed from that program, who's now at Penn State. Wow. 
he got the better of Josh Gaddis, and it wasn't even close. He was playing chess while Gaddis was playing checkers because those stunts and those different pressures that he had drawn up, Maryland did not have an answer. Penn State had six sacks against the Turks and 11 total tackles for loss. We couldn't block them at all. We gave Talia no chance, and that was one of my things coming into it. I talked about it with the crossover episode with the locked-on Nitty Lions guy. I said, I don't know if Maryland's offensive line can block that Penn State group. And guess what? That was without Penn State's best pass rusher and maybe best player overall in Chop Robinson. It didn't matter because they drew up so many different pressures and different blitz packages. And Diaz, man, he looks like he's a really good coordinator. Maybe he's not as good as a head coach. He might get another opportunity, but he looks really solid as a defensive coordinator with some of those guys that they have at Penn State. They have some really good players back there. So I expected them to make some plays, but did I expect their offensive line to play the worst game I've ever seen? No. And then let's get to the run offense. Worst game in Maryland history in terms of run offense. I think we almost broke a record in terms of net yardage for the run game. And this includes sack yardage. It's not like the NFL. So don't get, it's a little bit like the number looks a little bit bigger than it actually is. But Maryland's net rushing yards was negative 55. Negative 55, minus 55 rushing yards. That is just so bad. That that was the thing that made me so frustrated about this game. Negative fifty five rushing yards. Are you serious? I and I feel stupid because I came in here saying that Maryland's backs are running the ball a lot better in these last couple of weeks, and we don't give them the ball ever. I came on here and said that on the podcast, and then we rush for. Negative 55 yards. Is that on the backs? Is that on the offensive line? I'm sure it's some of both. You you lean towards the offensive line. I always kind of say, if you have a running back, he really, there's only a couple running backs in the world that can really make up for bad offensive line play. If you have a solid to mediocre to just okay to a good running back, if they have a good offensive line behind them, and they have somewhat of a vision. They don't have to be the most explosive playmaker. They can make plays back there with just an eh, with a eh running back and a really good offensive line with some big holes that they open up. But the Maryland offensive line, oh, it was bad. And I came on here, like I said, and said Maryland needs to run the ball more. Well, I'm not going to say they tried to run it. We didn't run the ball very much. But I can't say that they should have run the ball more when it was – a net of negative 55 yards, and we had the worst, literally, like literally, not even like me saying like this is the worst Maryland rush. This was literally the worst Maryland rushing game ever. Guess what our biggest run of the day was? Guess how many yards the biggest run of the day was? Two yards. Two yards. That was our biggest run of the game. And so I look at that, and I'm saying, hmm, my biggest takeaway We were outclassed, straight up. We were outclassed. It's not like, oh, if Maryland had done this, if Maryland has a better offensive line, or if Maryland has a a better, some better players on the defensive line. Maryland's not where Penn State is. We're not in that atmosphere. We're not there. We're not 
We don't have we haven't recruited well enough. They just straight up are better than us in almost every place. And I love our team and I think our team is really talented. But Penn State has guys that are going to play a bunch of guys that are going to play on Sundays for a long time. They have a bunch of players that have a chance to be first four-round picks in the NFL draft. And I saw some really awesome players on Penn State. Like, I don't want to put too much blame on this Maryland team because I'm like, Penn State's just much more talented. I don't know how else to say it, if I'm being completely honest. Their talent popped off the screen. They had a lot of really good freaking football players. So my biggest takeaway from our offensive line not being able to block their defensive line and um, Talia facing a bunch of pressure and their corners making some really good plays and that linebacker, Abdul Carter, Man, that's a really good football player. And Curtis Jacobs, another really good football player. And even when their best pass rusher is out of the game, a guy that's going to be a first-round pick maybe in the NFL draft, it doesn't matter because they have a next man up and they've recruited so well that they have a bunch of other guys that can get up and get after the pass or get after the quarterback. And Maryland's not that as a program right now. Would I love to be? Yes. But we're not that. My last point, Talia had a really good game. I know he had those couple of turnovers late once the game was kind of out of hand and out of reach. But before that, Talia was keeping it like respectable. And even then, it's like Penn State kind of kept us in the game at times. When they ran into the punter, it could have easily been like um, 21-0 at the half if they hadn't run into the punter there and try to block the um, kick. Could have easily been. That was our scoring drive before the half. Could have easily been 21-0. So I want to say that, like, there's a lot of positives to take away for the Terps, but there's really not. There's really not. The season, I don't know where we go from here. We got to play the rest of the games. We have three games left. And it's not going to be easy to even get to bowl eligibility, to be honest, and to put on a winning record. It's not going to be easy. It looks like we're going to take a step back this season. But we'll have more to talk about with the game. We'll get into it more on detail tomorrow on Locked on Terps. Thank you for listening to this post-game show of Locked on Terps. Please like and subscribe. Guess what? If you're tired of this football season, we have a Maryland basketball game on Tuesday. And I talk about basketball too. Can't wait to get into some basketball because we do have a game something fresh, something new, a new season, a new hope for Maryland basketball. So please like and subscribe if you're into more Maryland basketball or if you're into both. We're here every day talking about Maryland football and basketball. So thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.